Oh, my God. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Hey, 
Shushan Chochi Marabas Kalo Misos Todim Mivon Siyach Shushan Chochi Marabas Kalo Misos Todim Mivon Siyach Shushan Chochi Marabas Kalo Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday morning broadcast here from our New York City studios. Our hearts, our thoughts, and prayers with our brethren of all kind in um, Houston, Texas, and its uh, surrounding areas. 
as they are going through what is being described certainly as a life-changing event. Uh, earlier this morning, I um, I saw in print uh, words that I had feared over the last couple of days, and um, and those words were uh, that the um, authorities down in um, in the Houston area are warning about uh, how many years it will take to recover. From what is happening right now of course there are many people in two feet of rain um many people in uh in many people in more than two feet of rain um there are another there are an additional two feet of rain expected in the area and um the situation is certainly desperate I cannot even with all the and I've said this before with all the images we're seeing and the videos, etc. It's just it's still impossible to believe what's happening. Later this morning, we're scheduled to speak to uh, Alan Fagan of the OU, of course, one of the people coordinating the emergency relief fund, and um, uh, Rabbi Barry Gelman down in Houston, Texas. We're supposed to make contact with him later on, about an hour from now, and uh, we will um, speak about the dire situation, what's going on and how people can help. It's Tuesday on this August 29th, the 7th of Elul. Good morning, everybody. JM in the AM, uh, you heard Shlomi Gertner with Imena Nili Mili. Hodul Hashem was uh, Yehuda Green. Benny Freeman's Imena Nili Mili. Mivan Siach from Gershon Veroba. David Gabay Tovla Hodos. Bederach from Milech Cohen, who's coming up later on. will be our guest in hour number three this morning. And Regesh, of course, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Tuesday with 66 degrees. Showers in this area with a high of 70. Then tonight, rain and a low of 61. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high Wednesday, 81 degrees. Yerushalayim right now at 84. We're at 66 in New York as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Mazal Tov going out to the Landsman and Avner families. The Landsman and Avner families with the most amazing and incredible wedding celebration last night just beautiful at the Romer Synagogue Congregation Keter Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey Mazal Tov to um, Naomi and Rabbi Mark Landsman Mazal Tov to the extended Landsman and Kupchik families Mazal Tov to the entire Avner family last night Tamar and Yehuda were married um, it was great seeing and hearing Ofi Nat and Ari Boyanju and everybody who was on the bandstand. A very high-spirited, incredible group of young people celebrating with the Hassan and Kala. And it was just a um, a wonderful night. And for so many of us who uh, go so far back with so many of the people who were there, it was just extra special. So to our amazing friends, the Landsmans, and to the Avners, and to everybody who celebrated last night, Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. And especially, of course, to Tamar and Yehuda, it was just remarkable. Yeah, that's why I—that's why I sound so exhausted this morning. The celebration was fantastic, and for us, we were out late. I don't know if you can consider it late, but for us, certainly, it was late and wonderful. JM in the AM Tuesday. More coming up. Twenty-six minutes before seven o'clock. Milach Cohen later on in a historic visit, which we will Facebook Live. Uh, before that, we will have uh, we're scheduled to have Rabbi Barry Gelman from Houston, Texas, with us on the phone. Uh, we'll get an opportunity to express our concern and our wishes for everybody and our prayers for everybody down there, and he'll give us an update as to what's going on. One can only imagine uh, 
the tens of thousands of people that have been uh, so affected and are going through such hellish conditions um, down in the Houston area. We'll speak with him about that coming up later on here at JM in the AM. More coming up 25 minutes before 7 o'clock with brand new music from Avi Peretz.
J.M. in the A.M. with the Maccabees, Oseh Shalom, Odi Shama before that from Shal Shalas. You heard Yoni Z with his single Ode and Eitan Katz from Unplugged at Odi Shama. Aaron Razel opened up the set with Hine Hastav Avar. Oh, actually, and before that, Avi Peretz with Lonap Seek, brand new. Tuesday morning in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. I want to thank those who've installed the app recently. Seems like everywhere we're going, people are installing apps, especially after speaking with me for about 12 seconds or so. <laughs> I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. Your comments are always welcome, everybody. Thank you very, very much. Oh, that's pretty funny. Nachum saw you at the Avner Landsman wedding last night, decided not to bug you about not playing my eighth day request. Thank you. I appreciate that. That came from our app. Uh, Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a uh, Tuesday is next. Boker Toe from Jam Nam. Galitzal, Hashash Time. Kanehut Graf in Mashekorea Shav. הותר לפרסום שהחשודים בפדופיליה שנחשפו הבוקר על ידי המשטרה הופללו בסיועה של סוכנת סמויה שיצרה מסווה של נערה צעירה. כתבנו רמי שני. הסוכנת נהגה לשבת במתחם שהוצב כחדר של נערה צעירה. היא יצרה דפי רשת, באמצעותם ניתן היה לאתר אותה ולקיים עם השיחות. במהלך החודשים האחרונים פנו אליה גברים רבים במאפיינים שונים ובגילים מגוונים. שיחות הרשת תועדו, ובמהלך היממה האחרונה בוצעו מעצרים של 25 חשודים בעבירות מין שונות. בשעות אלו מביאה אותם המשטרה לדיונים בהארכת מעצרם. 
קוריאה הצפונית מגיבה לראשונה מאז שיגור הטיל מעל יפן ומאשימה ארצות הברית מדרדרת את האזור לפיצוץ. כתבתנו מיכל צ'ין. שליח קוריאה הצפונית לז'נבה לא התייחס במפורש לשיגור הטיל, אבל אמר יש לנו סיבה מוצדקת לנקוט בצעדי נגד תקיפים. הוא הוסיף שהתרגילים הצבאיים שמבצעת ארצות הברית בחצי האי הקוריאני הם הכרזה על כוונות עוינות, ואמר יש לנו זכות להגנה עצמית. עוד אמר השליח ארצות הברית תהיה אחראית להשלכות ההרסניות. איראן דוחה את בקשת ארצות הברית לאפשר ביקורות באתרי הגרעין הצבאיים שלה. כתבנו יותם לחובסקי. דובר הממשלה האיראנית כינה את בקשת וושינגטון לאפשר לאנשי האו"ם לפקח על אתרי הגרעין חלום, ואמר, לא נאפשר גישה לבסיסנו המסווגים. בעוד מספר ימים תפרסם הסוכנות העולמית לאנרגיה אטומית דוח הצפוי לקבוע כי איראן עומדת בתנאי הסכם הגרעין. על פי דיווחים בארצות הברית, טראמפ החליט לעזוב את ההסכם בתוך כחודשיים, גם אם איראן תעמוד בהתחייבויותיה. הרשות השנייה לטלוויזיה ולרדיו ממליצה להחשיך את הערוצים 22 ו-10 למשך שנה בלבד, החל מנובמבר. כתבתנו שירה נאות. גם מנכ"ל משרד התקשורת בפועל מימון שמילה מסכים שיש להחשיך את 22 ו-10 לשנה בלבד, שלאחריה יוכלו הוט ויס לשדר שם ערוצים שלהן. בשנה הזאת הוקרן שקופית מידע על מעבר קשת, רשת וערוץ 10 לאפיקים חדשים. כפי שפרסמנו לראשונה בבוקר טוב ישראל, גם השר איוב קרא תומך במהלך, וצפוי להורות עליו למועצת הכבלים והלוויין. יומיים ליורו-בסקט, אליפות אירופה בכדורסל, נקבע הסגל הסופי של נבחרת ישראל לטורניר. כתבנו אופיר יונתן. סגל הנבחרת כולל 12 שחקנים, כך לפי חוקי האליפות. עמרי כספי ישמש כקפטן הנבחרת, ובפעם הראשונה בהיסטוריה אין נציגים למכבי תל אביב. בנוסף, הנבחרת שעד כה מנתה 13 שחקנים נאלצה לנפות את עמית שמחון, שחקן הפועל אילת, וביום חמישי תתייצב הנבחרת למשחקה הראשון נגד נבחרת איטליה. התחזית, ירידה קלה נוספת של הטמפרטורות שתהיינה נמוכות מהרגיל לעונה. אלה החדשות שעורך דן דובין.
David Pitzchuli, before that, Osa Shalom, from the Waterbury Yeshiva. Tuesday morning on this JM and the AM Tuesday, final Tuesday of August 2017, the 7th of Elul. Uh, the headline I was referring to earlier is the one I saw where it said, Deluged and Weary, Texas Braces for Years of Recovery. That is what I was referring to. Uh, in New Orleans, it's 12 years later. Here in New York, I believe it's now, is it five years? I think this October will be five years since Sandy. In Houston, I don't know how many years it's going to take for uh, recovery. And the, right now, obviously, the people there are not focused on recovery. They are focused on survival. Um, it is just uh, heartbreaking to watch and hear and see what's going on. Uh, the OU has a fund that we've been announcing for everyone to uh, out there to support and help. Uh, those in the uh, Houston and its area. Um, we are going to be speaking, we're scheduled to speak to Rabbi Gelman. I, I say scheduled because uh, who knows with cell service and trying to keep the phones charged, etc. But we're, gonna, we're scheduled to speak to Rabbi Gelman from the United Orthodox Synagogues down in Houston in the next few minutes uh, with Alan Fagan of the OU. So hopefully we'll have that for you. Milach Cohn visits JM and the AM coming up at hour number three. That's right, Milach Cohn himself scheduled for hour number three this morning. He'll be here just before 8 o'clock, and it should be very, very interesting. Mazel Tov going out to the Landsman and Avner families. An amazing celebration last night in Teaneck, New Jersey. It was just a, a wonderful and incredible wedding. And uh, I take this opportunity to wish a very special Mazel Tov to Naomi and Mark Landsman and the extended Landsman and Kupchik families and, of course, the entire Avner family and to the Hassan and Kala, Tamar and uh, Yehuda. Mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Just an amazing celebration. Tuesday morning broadcast, plenty coming up. Here's Rogers Park.
liberty at home begins with a pushka, pushka, pushka. Ten old pennies make a dime before you break. It's the best time. You can watch your money climb with a pushka, pushka, pushka. Money, God gives us money. But there is something you should not forget. The more you As you all eat a helping hand or two, you can be a better Jew with the pushka, pushka, pushka. So give it when you wake and rest, give it when you can your best. May you and all your home be blessed with the pushka, pushka, pushka. I'll give a little, give a little, give a little bit of, give a nickel or a dime.
on a Tuesday morning with uh, Simcha Liner off of SL2. That request came from our app. Uh, one of our listeners who uh, commented they wanted to hear an SL2 selection. Uh, you can check out the NSN app and uh, comment away on anything and everything that we have to uh, offer. Just check it out by uh, literally clicking on the home screen where it says add a comment uh, there for the app. Looking at photos from Houston, Texas, from the uh, United Orthodox Synagogues. And um, we remember two years ago in the aftermath of the hurricane, the aftermath of the storm, what it looked like inside. Uh, I am looking at uh, at photos, which many of you might have seen on Facebook, of uh, a sanctuary and a reception hall, a banquet hall, that are under uh, two, three, four feet of water. Just unbelievable. Rabbi Barry Gelman is scheduled to join us coming up here at JM in the AM from Houston. We'll have that for you here at JM in the AM. Uh, this time each and every 
Monday through Thursday, Rabbi David Goldwasser, his words, Zechonishmas Harav Zev, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Yosef Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. In the Sefer Archus Sadikim, we learn that one of the great acts of kindness that Hashem has given the Klal Yisrael is that He has never closed the gates of Tshuva. All of those that strayed from the path have a chance to find their way back to Hashem, even those that have gone far astray. As it says in Yirmiyahu, Return wayward sons, Shuvu Bonim, and I will heal you from your waywardness. The Mephoshim asks, What identifies the greatness of the kindness? The Rambam tells us in Hilchus Tshuva that if one regrets the mitzvahs that he has done, and he says in his heart, What benefit do I gain from all these mitzvahs? I wish I had never done them. Then he loses the merit of all those mitzvahs that he has performed. As the Rambam says, The righteousness of the tzaddik will not save him at the time that he sins if he regrets his past sidkus. It would seem to follow that if such an expression of regret nullifies the merit of mitzvahs, then in a similar way, when one regrets his averus, he should no longer be held accountable for his past transgressions. If so, then what is so great about the kindness that Hashem has bestowed upon Klal Yisrael in not eliminating one's opportunity to do tshuva? Hagoin Rev. Elchonon Wasserman offers a profound insight. He explains that every mitzvah that a person does consists of two separate actions. One deed is the act of doing the will of Hashem. The second component of doing the mitzvah builds worlds and accomplishes lofty ideas in Shemayim. Conversely, when a person does an Avera, the opposite occurs. He goes against Hashem's will, and he is causing destruction. Consequently, when a person regrets his performance of a mitzvah, he loses both his closeness to Hashem, as well as the merits of what he has achieved. However, in contrast, when a person regrets his Avera, he gains a closeness to Hashem, but he also benefits from the kindness that Hashem has bestowed upon Klal Yisrael. The one who has done Averis is given the opportunity of achieving kapara, or atonement, and repairing that which he has destroyed through his transgressions. The Kutzker once said, At the end of 120 years, a person will not ask, What did you do wrong? Why did you do it? An individual will only be asked, Why didn't you do tshuva? This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Shame in the AM. That comes from the Amen um, Va Amen CD. 
Uh, Milah Cohn expected in our studio a little later on this morning here at JM in the AM. That is coming up. Uh, well, yesterday we announced that the OU has responded to what's going on in Houston, Texas, and its area um, with an emergency campaign that I hope all of our listeners are, are going to participate in. Uh, one can only imagine, even with all the scenes that we are seeing via television, video, etc., uh, it, it is still unfathomable, the uh, uh, the situation that our brethren down in um, in the Houston area are going through. And um, a couple of years ago, you'll recall, we were uh, on top of this story, and there was a certain amount of damage and a, cer- a certain amount of an emergency uh, situation, and now it seems to be much, much worse. Uh, with us live via telephone, Rabbi Barry Gelman, United Orthodox Synagogues down in Houston, Texas, and we're joined as well by the Executive Vice President of the Orthodox Union, one of the people coordinating the effort on this end in terms of raising funds for the Houston community. That's, of course, Alan Fagan. Rabbi Gelman, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Alan, good morning to you as well. Good morning. Rabbi Gelman, can you, um, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Um, I guess where I should start is with what's most important. Are you able to uh, be in touch with, to keep track of family, of friends, of congregants, and be aware of the situations that they are in right now? At this point, uh, only electronically. Uh, it's still raining. The storm sort of left and then came back. Um, so most people are still confined to their homes or wherever they evacuated to on Sunday night or Monday morning. Um, so what we have in keeping track, we have uh, our ULS uh, flood team of three incredible women who uh, I think you spoke with last last time in right. 2015. And uh, so we are in, in touch with everyone. We we are pretty sure that we know of everyone's whereabouts and everyone's well-being and the extent of the damage uh, so far. And as soon as the rain stops and the roads clear, then we'll begin the, the work of, of making sure that everyone has semi-permanent places and could begin the work of, of cleaning up. Does anybody even dare estimate when that will be? Well, the weather, yeah, the, the, the meteorologists do, and uh, they've actually been, you know, pretty accurate in terms of what to expect, and most of the heavy rain should subside this afternoon, but then we'll take hours for the roads, for all the roads to clear and for the water to drain. So we still have, I would say, at least a half a day, maybe even more, before we're able to move around uh, semi-freely to, uh, to see people's faces. Um, the, uh, obviously what's most important is people's lives. And we know that that's the key. That's why I opened by saying, you know, I, I pray that you're able to at least, uh, be in touch with those that, um, uh, that you're, that you are related to and those who serve down there. But in addition to that, the homes, the houses, the physical structures, the synagogue, uh, I mean, uh, it, it, is it possible for people to, in any reasonable amount of time to have their, uh, uh, their homes and synagogues I- even close to normal or livable. So just to give you a sense, there were a, a, a number of emergency rescues over the course of the night, people and the morning, people rescued from helicopters off of their roofs, people rescued from second-story apartment buildings, apart, full apartment complexes were evacuated, second floor of these complexes were evacuated uh, by helicopter rescues through the course of the day. Uh, 
so that's the sense of, of, of just how dangerous this could have been. Uh, and there was there was loss of life, uh, and uh, this this is unlike anything we've ever seen here before. In terms of your your other question, it's uh, you know reasonable amount of time is uh, you know a very subjective question, um, but it's going to take months months for many many people. Uh, some people got you know three feet of water, one foot, foot of water. Some people have five or six or seven feet of water in their homes are forced up into their attics because the water got that high. So that's going to take a very, very long time. It will take a long time because there's going to be a shortage of, of, uh, of human resources just to be able to do the work necessary. There are going to be people who are going to be second-guessing whether or not they even want to do that. They right. have just finished doing that from the Memorial Day flood. The shul is devastated. Uh, it's The water was was um, in the main sanctuary was probably six or seven feet uh, high, uh, and even our other side of the shul, uh, which last time in Morley they did not flood, had a foot and a half of water in it. It's take uh, just a you know a long time for us to be able to rehabilitate that room, which had the minimal damage or the less amount of damage, just so we could dive in there. Uh, and the main show, who knows at this point, it's just uh, it's too much to bear. It's, it's so sad. I, I, I managed to get in there last night for a few minutes, and it's just, uh, it's really, it's heartbreaking. I can only imagine. Rabbi Barry Gelman with us from Houston. Uh, Alan Fagan is with us. I'm going to turn to Alan in a minute just to be machazek this audience to give as generously as possible uh, to the fund, and this is not a judgment. It just it's just a curiosity. Did a lot of people in your community leave in advance of this, or most people stayed? Some people left um, either because they felt that they themselves were going to flood, and you want to. The truth is, leaving was a, a good decision, not not anything that anyone judges. Because if you stay, then there's a chance you're going to have to be rescued and use the limited resources that are available in the in the thick of it. And being here afterwards is exceedingly, exceedingly unpleasant because uh, there's also nothing you could do right afterwards. So being here afterwards means you may be sitting around for a few days without power with not being able to do anything. So leaving, is, uh, was I thought, was a wise decision on the part of, of many, many people. And uh, they'll come back and they'll do what they have to do for themselves and they'll help. I, I got messages from people throughout the night of, People who left, and when they, as soon as they can come back, they will, and they, uh, you know, rebuild and, and and help out. So yeah, people left, and then no, and you know, when you live here, you realize that that may be the best decision. I'll just also add that when young children, it's very traumatic. traumatic for adults, it's exceedingly difficult for young kids to see their belongings, their toys, and their stuffed animals being washed away and to not have their own place to be and to have to share a home and to be out of their routine. So leaving for a little while, uh, at least for a little bit, you know, warm and um, is uh, good idea. Understood. La- last time, or I shouldn't say last time, but when it came to Katrina, we saw Jewish communities in uh, Atlanta and Memphis and Houston uh, respond to the New Orleans community. And, um, and this time I've been told that uh, places like San Antonio – uh, and other areas have already started to try to gather up stuff and 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 get different items that are necessities. 
uh, to the Houston community as much as possible. Have, have you heard, aside from the money, which, again, we'll talk about in a moment, but aside from the money, have you heard of efforts of literally uh, you know, truckloads being prepared to try to get into town as soon as they can? Yeah, there's a, a lot of that going on. I just was texting with someone before I got on with you about that. We may have to ask them to hold off their efforts to send food until next week because there's another truck coming in this week for food. So there is a lot of that going on. It's it's a logistics complication because right now the airports are closed except for emergencies, so this will have to be coming by truck. But uh, people are really... They're, they're really pu- pulling together all of their resources and all of their connections, and, and they're using uh, incredible amounts of energy and creativity to try to, uh, to help, uh, help the people in, uh, who, you know, who are suffering now. Rabbi Barry Gelman, Alan Fagan. Alan, uh, from our perspective here in New York, we can only imagine the, the needs of the community down in Houston. Have you already, since the announcement of the emergency campaign from the OU, have you seen a response nationwide from uh, the commun- from the oh, from the larger Jewish community? Nachum, uh, there's been a, a, an overwhelming uh, uh, response, and, and we're very very gratified uh, by it. Uh, I, when we when we think of Achenu Kol Beis Yisrael, yep. uh, th- this is what we think about. Uh, and I want to thank Rabbi Gelman for, for being up this early to, to come on the program and for all of the uh, amazing strength and leadership uh, that he has brought to his community uh, during this very, very difficult time. Uh, those that we've spoken with in, in Houston uh, characterize this, this latest uh, uh, flooding as catastrophic. Uh, this, is, this is a city that has gotten used to, unfortunately, uh, 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 storms and floods, uh, uh, several in, in, in just the last few years. What 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 we're, we're we're hearing about now, and what we're seeing in the pictures that we've received, is something that is just qualitatively different uh, than anything that's taken place previously. The magnitude, uh, the number of homes that are underwater. Uh, in, in, in prior situations, there were families that were dry and were able to take others in. Now there are literally hundreds of families that have been displaced uh, from their homes. Uh, and so the community response has been, uh, has been truly overwhelming. Incredible. All right. Uh, I, I guess the easiest way is to go to the OU website and to um, uh, literally just earmark funds for Houston, right? At this point, that's the best way for people to participate. Yeah, we've got we've got three separate uh, campaigns that are going on. Each of them is accessible on our website www.ou.org. www.ou.org. Uh, first, uh, and and obviously in in times of catastrophe like this, uh, we turn to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and offer our prayers on behalf of our brethren in Houston and and words of Chizuk, and there's an opportunity on our website to sign up to say Tehillim uh, and to offer messages of of, uh, uh, of support and encouragement. Uh, second, and, and, and most importantly, uh, is the collection of funds. Uh, every penny that comes into our uh, emergency campaign for Houston uh, will be directed to that community. It will be used for no other purpose. Uh, so people can rest assured that every every penny that they donate uh, will be used both for the for the short term and longer term needs uh, of hundreds and hundreds of families that have been displaced. Uh, 
uh, in this disaster. And third, we have a section of uh, the website for those who will want to volunteer their services to actually go to Houston and help uh, in the cleanup efforts. That is going to be uh, both a short-term and much longer-term process. Uh, there are going to be weeks and weeks uh, of need. Uh, frankly, uh, no one should be going immediately. Uh, as Rabbi Gelman indicated, the roads are, 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 are not yet passable. People need to get back into their homes and, 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 and begin uh, insurance applications and just get a sense of, of, uh, of sort of what's going on. But we think as of next week, uh, there will be opportunities uh, for for volunteers, and the human resources that will be necessary here are going to be enormous. It's also a, a very, very important that all of this be coordinated so that we not overwhelm the capacity of the community to be able to accept those volunteers right. and provide uh, shelter and, uh, and, and, and food and so on uh, for them. So we're trying to play a coordinating effort, and there's a... a uh, an opportunity on our website uh, to sign up either individually, groups, schools, organizations uh, that want to participate in that way, they can do that uh, as well. All right, OU.org, and I thank you for that, Alan. Uh, Rabbi Gelman, I, uh, it, it, it may be hard to believe, but coming from people that are, you know, quote-unquote living a normal life right now uh, or a normal situation, but we really, really, really have all of you in our prayers, and we are very concerned and we are trying as best as possible to participate in the things that Alan just described. And I hope, uh, I hope the community understands that. I hope the community knows that a lot of people around the world really feel the brotherhood and sisterhood with the community down in Houston. And I hope that that helps a drop in getting through this whole situation. So thank you, Nachum. Uh, two things. Yes, first, it helps a great deal for us to know that people are concerned about us and that our people are, and that people are trying to band together. To, to coordinate, to, to help us. It really means a tremendous amount. I, I tell people who call me, you know, in tears and panic that they think their life is never going to be the same, that there's a whole community of people here who have been through this before and who came out on the other side okay and that they're not going to have to do this alone, and that even though now they may feel isolated, you know, when the sun rises and the rain stops, they're not going to be isolated. And and that's what I tell individuals, and that's what we're getting from from the international community uh, as well. So, you know, what I'm telling to people to comfort them, I'm hearing from 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 the OU and and other groups, and that that comforts all of us who are on this side and and who are working to help the people uh, most uh, severely affected. So, that is a great help. I, I do want to thank uh, the OU for stepping up. To, to help coordinate the the uh, efforts to send people here, it, it is going to be a short term and a long term uh, situation where we have to maintain momentum to make sure that there there are you know consistent people who could come and help and, and the needs are gonna are gonna change of course from from month to month. And uh, the last thing I want to say is that um, you know the community here, thank God, I have the great merit to be a part of a community that is incredibly resilient, that uh, is a model of, of chesed, and at whose greatest strength uh, is its chesed and closeness to, to one another, which is a, abundantly apparent when things are good, and, and sort of is highlighted 
and shines in times like this. So as bad as it is now, and it is pretty bad, uh, I'm very confident in, in that our unity as a community across denominations, across Hashkafot, uh, is going to win the day, and uh, people are going to get back on their feet, and, um, and we're going to ultimately we're going we're to be okay. Nachum, I just want to mention uh, that uh, we're using the OU website uh, for administrative convenience uh, because we've got uh, the resources uh, available to us uh, to do that. The projects that I've outlined uh, are all being done jointly uh, between the Orthodox Union and the Rabbinical Council of America. Uh, and I just want to thank uh, Rabbi Elazar Muskin, who is the current president of the RCA, uh, Mark Dratch, their uh, executive director, they have been of enormous uh, help to us in getting the word out, in disseminating information, in involving uh, local community rabbis all across the country and Canada uh, to this effort, uh, and we're delighted to be able to partner with them. Well, it's, uh, it's heartwarming to hear about the cooperation that's going on um, throughout all these organizations and through all the uh, Jewish leadership. Uh, I-, I thank the OU for what they're doing. Go to the OU website ou.org and participate in helping out Houston, Texas. Alan Fagan, I thank you so much for joining us. And Rabbi Gelman, uh, you know that we feel a special connection to Houston, especially in light of our visit the last time that the community went through something like this. Uh, please send our best to everybody. Stay strong, and I hope we'll have an opportunity to increase the chesed down there as well at some point in the next few weeks. Be well, and uh, thank you so thank much for you. joining us. Both uh, Alan Fagan of the OU and Rabbi Barry Gelman, he is the rabbi of the United Orthodox Synagogues in Houston. Um, he described the uh, courageousness and the um, uh, the situation, the courageousness of the community and the situation that everybody down there is going through. It is, uh, it is dire circumstance at the moment, and uh, as he said, it, things will improve, uh, but it's going to take quite a while, and they could use whatever help we can provide. Uh, go to OU.org to help out. Uh, with any of the things that uh, Alan Fagan described, and uh, let our listenership shine through this entire process. More coming up. It is a JM in the AM live music alert Tuesday. Milach Cohn ready to visit us here just after our Elul Shofar blowing, which I forgot earlier. So we'll do that. And then Milach Cohn in studio. I suggest you face, you watch our Facebook Live by going to the Nachum Siegel Network Facebook update page. Again, go to Facebook. Go to the page called Nachum Siegel Network. And you'll see everything happening in our studio on a very special Tuesday morning at JM in the AM.
in the AM with a selection from Milach Kain here at JM in the AM. And he's here on a live music alert Tuesday at JM in the AM. Milach Cohen, good morning. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, thank you. Top of the morning, as How I say you? in Houston. I'm, I'm doing great. Did they actually say that in Houston? I don't know. They just did. They say it somewhere. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Yeah, best regards to our friends in Houston. Well, this is a big day for us. This is a big moment. Uh, a lot of people have been anxiously awaiting your arrival here uh, to learn a little bit more about Milach Cohn. Uh, is it this song, in fact, the song that's playing right now that propelled you to the uh, to the top of the Jewish music world? Is this is this the song? This uh, is the song at the end of the day, right? What was life like for Milach Cohn before this song? Tell me. What was going on? What was what were you all about before this song? 
Uh, well, I'd say if I would have come here, right. you guys would have said, uh, please, we're on the air. Can you come back another time? <laughs> we we wouldn't have invited you in, huh? <laughs> we're, right. we're so mean like that. Uh, so, but, but you were you were involved in Jewish music at that point. I, mean, I was always musical, and I, uh, for years I did uh, choir work for Shidi's, or I did some cantorial work, but I didn't necessarily work in the Jewish music right. world. But the usual people in the Jewish music world knew who you were. Like I may not have heard of you, but but those coordinating choirs, those putting together albums, you were one of the go-to guys. They knew who you were. Uh, somewhat, yeah. Okay. I mean, um, especially our, in the our pets Woy- have star Davided. Especially in the Williamsburg Hasidic community, right? It depends, on, but yeah. Like so, you remember, you remember first appearing on an album when? Like, what was the first time you were asked to go into a studio and and have a role in an album? I did choir work a lot more for uh, really like behind the scenes, uh, many. Um, but choir Shwe- meaning for recordings? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. So, for instance, like you remember what song? Give me a song you remember. Rachim. Oh, the famous Rachim song? Yeah. You're on it? I'm, in, I'm one of the choir guys. That's yeah. pretty significant. That's a that's yeah. a historic song. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, I did a few. I did also, not so long ago, a good friend of mine, Ellie Beer, asked me to record sure. with him uh, the famous Virachmecha song I recorded right. with him. Right. And And would you say your voice is unique? Because you have a, I don't know, there's something about your voice that just, I don't know, sounds different from the average good voice in the Jewish music world. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not a, you know, um, that you're saying a few different things. Also, it's not a polished voice. That's one of the things. I don't know if I'm saying that, but okay, yeah. I'm also uh, so used to myself that it's hard for me to know, see the diff- right. hear the difference, you know. Yeah. But when people, I mean, look, th- th- there's no question, and I see this from you know from from those in the younger generation that I hang out with. When it comes to a song like the Ahafta, people get a kick out of imitating you. So it's obvious that your voice is a little bit different than the right. Than I the realize, yeah, yeah, right. I, I like I see everyone's it trying. Back, everyone's see trying it, yeah. to be Milach Kain. You realize that? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. It is pretty funny, isn't it? The other night I'm at a wedding. And there's a great lead singer in the orchestra. And, of course, at the end of the first dance set, it's Vahafta. And the place is going nuts. And one of the things, of course, that has been noteworthy about that song is that it really appeals to the broader Jewish community. I mean, there are people of all backgrounds that are enjoying it, right? Right, right. But all of it has taken me by surprise, honestly. I really don't know. I don't know what to do with all this uh, information or what's going on. It's mama's taking me by surprise, and I'm not not like I'm a teenager, you know. I'm you know right. I've passed you're an just adult. about past uh, teenage years, <laughs> right? And uh, and it's difficult for you to deal with it, or you don't know no, how. No, I don't to know. Deal it's difficult. It. It's just it's just very surprising. That's all. I mean, at this point, you're invited. You're you're hired to come to weddings and and other celebrations and and, yeah. and sing that song and other songs, right? Sure. Yeah. 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 Because that yeah. must be a good feeling. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And I know you have a manager at this point. Yeah. Right? <laughs> coordinating all of this for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and th- and you would say it's now August. You would say this whole the Ahafta craze where you said to yourself, Oh my gosh, there's there's something going on here that's just that's just different, that's just special. You know, all these all these hits on YouTube, all the people from all these different communities who are listening and, and enjoying imitating me. This all started when? You'd say like around when did this whole thing start taking off? Uh it's funny. It, it... It went like, as they say, baby steps. You know, once one each song took, uh, like I did when Ahapachu, right? And then I but Ahapachu was before Ahapachu. The first one, yeah. yeah. I mean, the first one I recorded, right? And then I did Ein Trab Wasser, which is Yiddish and English, right? Um, 
Then I did, uh, which also went, the popularity, so to speak, went up a little. Right. Then did Vahafta. Also, uh, it Are took, all it three of those it, your songs? You composed all, all three? I only record my songs right. uh, so far. Yeah. Right. Um, and then uh, when I did Yo Mom, uh, which was about, just about a year ago now, right. and Yo Mom took like uh, Vahafta like a slingshot. Yo Mom made Vahafta, in a sense, Vahafta became way more popular after Yo Mom. Because that new one was released and more people I, became aware of it and it started going viral. Right. It makes, that. That's what makes sense. Do all four of those have videos? All four um, have videos that, that they're are... They're all sent? on YouTube. Ein uh, Vasa um, uh, doesn't have a video. It's just mainly... It's maybe five seconds of me singing in there, right. but in general, it's just a track uh, on YouTube. But uh, I have to... It's also... It appeals to so many different people and... Uh, well, I don't know if I should say it, but like when I took it apart, like in the beginning, when I went to the studio, I didn't really think it was a complete song. It just has one part, and then I have to. I, I really felt like I need to add. Right. Uh, but they asked me, like, come on, give me another song. Let's do another song. So I just went down my list, and then by I have to, they just started like, no, no, this is the one. I'm like, but I'm not, I'm not really finished. <laughs> that song needs even more perfection. You're saying, yeah, I thought I need another another part, another part right. at least. You know, so that's why I decided, like, okay, you guys like it, we need to do Hebrew, English, and uh, right. Yiddish to make it longer, to make it look fuller. Right. Well, it's over a five minute song now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and and you know how many non Yiddish speakers are saying the words Yeda Eina? Yeah, yeah, that's like, <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, like. But, uh, you know, it's uh, perhaps that uh, all of our neshama, all we're looking for really is a harvest Israel. We want to we want to be liked and we want to like, and that maybe that's what it is because I can't make any sense of it. You grew up in Williamsburg? Yeah. I point that way because that's where Williamsburg is. And, <laughs> and, you, and you were into the Jewish music scene. Forget about your own career. I'm saying you followed, you know, the singers and the songs and you were familiar with the sure. whole thing. And the Hasidic music, I assume, right? And, it, and, yeah, and music is my life. And life took you. Uh, even from the couple of minutes you spoke with me before the show, it seems like life took you to some interesting places. You were down south for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Where else have you lived? Have you lived in other places that are? Were you in Israel at all? Were you uh, sure? I'm Israel I'm for a while. Israel, like, Puerto Rico. I'm in uh, living Georgia. In Por- living in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Any special reason? Like, is there, or, or is just another? Just one of these adventures that didn't end. It just took, <laughs> it took me there. Like one job and whatever. One thing, it, right. you know. It just led to another. And you stayed there for a while. Yeah. And Georgia, you mentioned. Georgia. And how long, long in Israel? Was Israel a big influence on you or not uh, Not a big, not a long Israel time? Israel in my heart is my my home. And it's, Israel is where, uh, I don't know, it all comes together for me. Right. I but mean, meaning without the Israel piece, would your music be what it is? Or in other words, did Israel really influence you musically? Or it was just a place you happened to be living for a while? Um. I mean, I think it's just this, uh, the environment I was in and the people I was with, the, the scenario, everything came together in Israel, mm-hmm. but I can't say that it was Israel. I mean, if you I don't w- want to talk anything neg- uh, no, about, that. you know. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't asking from that perspective. Yeah, yeah no, I, if I'm, you walked I'm just in, holding back from saying anything. If, if you walked in to a wedding in Yerushalayim tonight, would the place go nuts? <laughs> I think so. They would go crazy. Yeah. And if you walked into Marina Del Rey tonight, they'd go nuts. Right, <laughs> and I assume if you walked into a European wedding tonight, a Jewish wedding, they'd go nuts. Am I right? Yeah, you'd, you'd have to assume. Is it probably the level of nutsness is yeah. different? See, I like doing this with you because it seems you're modest. Like you don't like this stuff, which is great. Because when I say this, that it really sounds good. You walk into a wedding hall 
in L.A., New York, Jerusalem, or London tonight, and people will be thrilled that you're there to participate. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. That's pretty it's, cool. Uh, How long can Vahafta go? You could sing Vahafta at a live wedding for what, 20 minutes, 15 minutes? How long can it go? I don't know. I mean, I did it two, three times. I never stopped it. Uh, because the people look like they were, they've had it <laughs> right. already. They, they want more and more. Yeah, it's very. I mean, no, a lot of times they ask me like, "Do we have to again?" Right, <laughs> uh, many and, times. And do the words make it extra special? They're great words. It's an amazing message, obviously, right? You didn't create the message. The message is handed down right. for generations. Right. Is it the words that help make this song? Would it be as viral as it is without that theme of "Ahaftalarecha Kamocha"? It's you know it's hard to know. I mean, uh, the song came to me like while thinking of another song. I was trying to fall asleep, and so this tune. Uh, I have it on one of my old phones because I had to, it was five in the morning. I couldn't fall asleep. It would have been a perfect time to come here. <laughs> you could say uh, that again. <laughs> but uh, I was trying to fall asleep. I was thinking of another song, and uh, all of a sudden this came in, and I knew I have to record this because I won't remember. I tried to repeat it, repeat it, but then I had to move up my position and get my phone, record it, whisper it in, and so and, I, and, I, and, you and you remembered it, and you uh, sure. And, and each you? time I I sing it, I think of, I mean you think, I think of the first almost, time. I think of that time. I I think that. I'm looking at the crowd. I'm like, this does not make sense. I'll, the only thing is that Ben Shalom, you know, he has his uh, reasons and he wants this message. And then, you know, we all clinging to it. That's the only thing that makes sense. I can't make any unbelievable sense of it. Milach Cohen in our studio. Someone said to me last night, you can't call him Milach Cohen. If you're going to say Milach, you got to say Cohen. So, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm caving in. That's what we're I, doing. I, I don't know, because it might be Hungarian or the cone. Ah, you know, cone. so and it does my, work. As is Milech. So it does work out. It can be Milech cone. They call me that. I mean, in Williamsburg, it, it oh. would be said Milech Well, cone. they're the experts at this in Williamsburg. If they do it, I certainly could do it. <laughs> Milech is here at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and NachumSiegel.com. On the Nachum Single Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Of the songs you mentioned, let's do one of them for the people. Uh, I should play Yomam. Would that be a good one? Which, which, which one? What would be a good sample from the three, four you just mentioned of, of Mile Cone aside from Valhafta? Um, well, I mean... Uh, Ein Trapwasser or, or Yomam or... Uh, there was a third one you mentioned. Which one was that? Or what was the third one you mentioned? Over the Havachu? What do you think? Those were the, from the first four. Right. Um, what, what can we do to give the... People may not be as familiar with Milo Cohen, a good taste of your material. Let's see um, which one is the longest one. Oh, you want to do the longest no, one? No, I was going to do the shortest one. But... Yaimam is uh, five minutes. Well, I've, I've never made a decision <laughs> based on the length of the song, but okay. Uh, Ein Trap Wasser is five minutes and 22 seconds. And Vinahapahu is 431. So let's go Vinahapahu. It's always, you know, may Hashem make, uh, you know, be uh, you know reverse all the other things that we can uh, be yeah. waiting for. Maybe Hashem will make it stop raining in Houston. That would be a good Vinahapahu. Yeah, bring the sun out. That would be great, actually. Yeah. All right, uh, Vinahapahu, Milech Cohen in studio. Uh, we are taking your comments on Facebook because we are Facebook living right now. Go to Facebook, Nahum Siegel Network. We are Facebook live right now. You'll see what's happening in our studio. We'll get to your comments, etc. And you could also comment on our app, on the NSN app. More coming up with a very special guest. Mylach Cohen at JM in the AM. Sure. <laughs> 
Myla Cohn. For those of you watching on Facebook Live, 
That's right. Go to Nahum Single Network. You can see this entire conversation live as it's happening. Anyway, if you're watching, this is the CD that Milech brought me this morning. What's the title track called? Yeder Eina. Yeder Eina. Well, there you go. Those are the words Yeder Eina that start the that start the Vahafta selection. Uh, Milech Cohen. This is what it looks like. It's in Judaica stores, I assume. Yeah. Right? All oh, around the world. I believe so. Yeah. And um, Gershi Schwartz produced it. Yeah. Williamsburg? Also, uh, Gershi Schwartz, he is an Englishman. He lives now in uh, New York, a T-neck. Interesting. Uh, also, Zevi Fried, but he, he wanted to keep his name off. Uh, you know. yeah. But everybody knows he was involved. Very nice. Mo- uh, I mean, more than involved, to say the least. So this is the debut album, or there's another one before this? No, this is, as far as album, this is the first this one. This is the first one. Okay. I did a few yeah. singles before, but... Uh, Pretty amazing. The good music release. JM and the AM on this uh, Tuesday morning. We have some comments on Facebook Live I'd like to share with people if you don't mind. Listener Shy says, Milach is a real mensch. It was an honor to be his neighbor for a few years. Interesting. Do you remember Shy A? Does that ring a bell? Claims to be your neighbor. Okay. Um, great discussion, Jacob says. I don't know if Jacob's his first or last name. I think it might be his last name. Great discussion. Good music in the background as I finish my morning newsletter. You rock, Nahum. Thank you very much. Listener Karen says, my son enjoys the music. Regards from Zali. Do you know Zali? Hello, Zali. Baruch Zalman Lichtenstein. I know him now. Wow. You know Baruch Zalman Lichtenstein? Sure. He lives right here. Wow, I know him. Before I know his leave, uncle. I know yeah, his... before you leave town, go say hi. I should. <laughs> I know his nephews. Is, sure. How do you like that? Well, I'm his cousin. How do you like that? Well. Can you believe it? A guy it's like It's a, a big world of small people. Yeah, a guy, a guy who looks like me is his cousin. Listener Nachman says, good stuff. Love the new song, Mi Odea. The song as well as the message. What is the message of Mi Odea? What are the rest of the words? Mi Odea. It's uh, Mordechai says to Esther in the Megillah, uh, how, Mi Odea, how, uh, maybe this is those. the reason you've gotten right. to be queen. And so the message is uh, maybe you're... maybe whatever you're going through is the reason that you were here. This is your whole purpose is right now. You're a big Purim guy between that and Mi uh, Yeah, <laughs> that seems so. Purim's your holiday. <laughs> yeah. the, the moment you walked in, I said to myself, oh, it looks like Purim's his because holiday. one day we all get along. <laughs> That's a good point. Thank God for that, at least, at least for the one day. <laughs> yeah. uh, listener, Sarah, my kids really enjoyed seeing you at Cedarhurst Park. You remember that one? Sure. Last week. Uh, Judy says, good to know he's been involved in music for a long time. I thought his evolution of Jewish music was his first intro to Klal Yisrael. All righty. Oh, yeah, you were in that video about the evolution of Jewish music. Uh, listener, Chevy says, my boys are loving the interview. Thank you, Chevy. And listener Ruchi says, my son is also enjoying the music. Well, there you go. Go to Nachum Single Network. You can watch the entire proceedings this morning as Milech Cohen visits us here at JM and the AM. Again, Facebook, Nachum Single Network. Facebook Live is going on now. And Yoni Pollock is behind the camera. All right. Uh, can we do this one? Can we do the Mio Dea? Is that do you mind? Sure. At, least, at least part yeah. of it? I know yeah. it's a long song, and you you sometimes are against the long songs. No, no, <laughs> you you asked. And, uh, I know, I'm kidding around. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so this is the Mi Odea selection that the listener was referring to. Mila Cohen in studio at JM in the AM.
Facebook, go to Facebook. The Facebook Live camera is live. Facebook Live is live. You can watch right now. If you go to Nahum Single Network on Facebook, watch all the proceedings as Milo Cohen is here in our studio at JM in the AM. So the rumor was, um, and here was the short version of the story that I got, uh, that at the time that you wrote Vahafta, this is what they said. Okay, don't take any offense. This is what, this is what the rumor was, that you were actually living on the street that you wrote Vahafta while living on the street, and then, you know, your fortune turns around with a and, you know, you've shot to fame, and, you know, you could write your own ticket at this point. Were, was there a time when, when you were not living in an apartment in a home where you literally were, were, wand, were a wandering Jew? 
I sure yes. I've I, uh, I had twice in my life. I had such a. And it lasted a while, like weeks and months, or months maybe. Yeah. And and can I months, ask? Can, half I, year, can I, I ask remember. where? Like, is it the streets of New York or the streets of Jerusalem or where? Um, it was in New York or L.A. Both of those places. In New York, I uh, had a luxury. I had bought a car at the time. Right. So that car was just, I bought it to live. I never registered that car. That was your home? Yeah. That was uh, over a winter. Uh, but that was uh, late, very late 80s. A long time ago. Very, and, yeah, LA, and LA around then? Um, LA was early 90s. Early, early 90s, 91, 92, I believe. Meaning what? Like you just drove out to LA and decided to for, uh, change the scenery? <laughs> I, uh, twice I, I was in LA. Like I said, one time I took a bus from New York. I got on a bus. Literally? Yeah. That must be I had my possession stolen on the way. So it made my load lighter. I knew <laughs> it was going to be lighter when I go to LA. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Hashem writes a script. I just act around here. But uh, it's a good, so in, good perspective. <laughs> so it's not true that you wrote the song. I, I, I wrote as a result. Always, I always wrote little tunes, um, but this song. Right, no, but I'm I saying didn't. people who are saying that that you were living on the street and the Valhafta popped up. That's a little bit of an exaggeration. No, right. No, I mean right. the, these songs. Most of these songs on these albums that people know right. uh, are songs that have been written in the last eight years or so. Uh, you can go to Facebook right now, Nachum Segal Network, for the Facebook Live video. We're live with Milo Cohn. It, it's, it's interesting to me how it, this might be how this whole rumor started. Because the video, and I think it's the official one. You may tell me it's the unofficial video. I don't know. <laughs> the video of Vahafta does start with you, quote-unquote, on the street, right? You're, you're literally sitting, it looks like in Yerushalayim, yeah. and just strumming on the guitar, right? That's, that's how the video starts. Ah, right. Me and a friend, right. So I, I think... mean, we try to make a point in this video. Uh, we try to make Stam uh, as a joke, as, you know, usually somebody sits in the street panhandling, right. and the person walking by gives him money. Right. So I wanted to make a joke. It didn't come across so well. You don't see it in the video. Where, as a person walks by and the homeless guy sitting there, hands money to the people walking by. <laughs> But it didn't. You know, that's been a hapochu. That was. Uh, I was trying to do something like that. Uh, I think well, I remember either I have to or something. All right. So you hop that. That's that so might maybe, be why this rumor started. Because perhaps. That's, yeah. That's, interesting. Right. But, that's and then that, and then you go straight from that scene to to the the, the meat of the video, right? So I mean, right. To, to the, something like straight yeah. to the real Vahafta song, and and that's it. So maybe, right. maybe that's how it could be. Maybe that's how it got started. Who knows? Milo Cohen's here. It's JM in the AM. You can go right now to Facebook. Uh, watch us at Nahum Single Network. And, of course, comment as much as you wish. And we are going to ask Milo to sing. It is a live music alert Tuesday. We'll ask him to sing uh, via Hafta before he leaves this morning. All right. Um, I'm trying to uh, to get through some of the other uh, selections on the brand-new album. The brand-new album, Yedder Ainer. There it is. If you're watching on Facebook, it's Yedder Ainer. Uh, what do you say, Yomam? What should we do? What should we do from the... Uh, the um, how about we ask people to make a request? Oh, you want to hear? Okay, next person who because, makes uh, you know. who, who makes a non-Vahafta request <laughs> on Facebook Live. We're waiting for your comments right now. A non-Vahafta request on Facebook Live. That's the song we'll we'll go to here at uh, JM in the AM. Uh, Ain Trap Vasser. What does the word trap mean? A drop? A drop. One drop of water. There's, you know, it's there's, based on the story of Rabbi Akiva, right, that he saw a drop of water made a, a hole in the stone. Right. And that's the that's the basically the one, one drop of water, another drop of water oh, makes I, a hole in a stone. One drop. Right. Of water. 
I was thinking Ain like in Hebrew, that there's no drop uh, of water. So it's one drop of water, and it's based on that story. No, it's just it's that line, you know, right. you, drop, you, you continue, you know, plugging away. Listener Chevy has requested Yomam. There you go. All right. So that's it. She's made the decision for us. Uh, Mila Cohen's here. It's JM and the AM on a Tuesday morning. He will be doing the Ahafta coming up before we wrap things up. You can watch all the proceedings right now by going to Facebook. Our Facebook Live video is up if you go to Nachum Siegel Network. Mila Cohen at JM in the AM. Place is rocking here at JM in the AM. Wow. You go to a wedding tonight, you might hear Yamum. Right? This is going to be the next big hit, right? 
Or it's already a big hit. It's already a big hit. Right after the after in the numbers. Wow. Thank you, Chevy. Yeah, no wonder Chevy asked for this song. It's one of his big hits. Name of the album is Yedder Ainer, Miles Cohen here at JMM. So you told me that you spent some time with KMR. Yeah. Right? You were, yeah. uh, so Pesach, then Shvuas, and then during summer vacation. Right. Uh, you've already appeared for them three times at their special program. They have really, really nice programs and vacations. Yeah, yeah. But they're, uh, they're nice people. So Miles Cohen's in big demand. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I... Uh... I assume what's, what's interesting is uh, not to dwell on anything, just to tell anybody out there that's having a hard uh, time. I mean, I, it was very the opposite when I was a kid or a young bacher. It was very the opposite. Life was not nearly as fun. <laughs> so is that you what you kid, mean? Uh, yeah. If you have a kid out there that is a little, don't have, doesn't have many friends or, you know, that was me. <laughs> very withdrawn, very in the corner. No one to speak to. So don't be uh, alarmed, you know. You never know what's going to happen. Does it kill you to get on stage? Is it painful for you, being that shy person that you are and the one who, who had a limited social experience? Is it When you're at that wedding, is it uncomfortable for you to get up there and, and sing? Mm, uh, no, it's, uh, it takes an extra second of paying attention. I mean, you know, like the focus. Kind of focus a little, you know, uh, but at the same time, it uh, the gratitude is there for greater, um, right. you know, it uh, takes me by surprise each time. And uh, I hope never to get too used to it. You know, I, I, I want it to be. You want to appreciate the experience each time. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, we're on Facebook. You could watch Facebook live on Nahum Single Network. Are your songs now in demand like crazy? Does everybody contact you in the Jewish music world and say, I have plenty of money. Write me of a hafta. Write me a song that's going to propel me to the top and get me millions of hits on YouTube. Has that conversation taken place? Not in so many words. It would have been nice to hear those words. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been better my way, huh? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, yeah, here and there people say, you know, whether write a song or something to that effect, yeah. I mean, is there is there a business in that for you? Are you are you thinking of? Have you written for anybody else? Have you ever written a song that we would be familiar with, or somebody else, or not? No, um, I no, I've, I have a few uh, in the music business, like friends who were asking me or whatever, like give me a song, sell me a song, and at this point, I'm really attached. You know, I can't. I have right. If you're writing, you're yet. writing for yourself. I mean, I'm just writing. I, yeah, I don't write. Maybe now it'll be different, but when I write, I don't think like, okay, this song I want to record or not record. I right. just write. It's just what I do. Uh, you know, like I walk the street and I'll make a tune. Um, but uh, as far as selling, I don't know. It's a little awkward thing. I don't know. Aside from us, how many people have attached themselves to the Milo Cohen bandwagon? You said earlier that, that a year ago, if you would have shown up here, we wouldn't have let you in. Now, <laughs> now you're a superstar. Are there others that are now giving you special treatment as well that, that have hopped on the Milo Cohen bandwagon? No, I mean, naturally you get, you know, you looked at uh, and talked, spoken to differently right. than I would have five years ago. No, you know, no, no, I don't take nothing with bad intention, not that I, but, you know. It's funny. Everybody has their impression. I'm sure you were wondering what I was like before you walked in here. I certainly had a certain impression of what you're like. And in many ways, it's it's completely different. It's just funny. It's just right. funny, funny how life is. Um, you mentioned earlier about your early beginnings. You, you, you gave a very important directive 
uh, about people understanding when there's a kid in their community who might be reserved or may not fit in, etc. You know, you never know what may happen. You know, keep the faith in them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, how difficult was were the early years? I mean, was it was it you know would have been better for you? I, I assume you were in a a school as a youngster that probably had studies 12 to 14 hours a day. Am I right? Sure. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And that was an environment you would have preferred not to have been in or, <laughs> or not necessarily. Like, were you the 12 to 14 hour guy or you would, you know, it, it would have been better for you if you were the two to four hour guy when it came to schoolwork. I don't know if the hours in the day is, but, uh, that's not the issue. Yeah. What is the issue? Yeah. Uh, um, it's a hard thing to know. I mean, it's hard thing to tell. I mean, uh, so it may not be the schedule. Everyone always points to the schedule. The Hasidic kids are are being forced to sit for twelve hours. You're saying it's not it's that? No, I don't think it's the schedule. It's just uh, being understood and spoken to, and um, you know, uh, open to new ideas or or doing things a bit differently than everybody else. Because again, you're in a community where people like to do things the way it's supposed to be done. I mean, the thing is that the, the I mean, it's hard. To, I'm not, and I'm not licensed to give advice on these right. type of things. But I mean, the way I see it is, it's just too many. Not every kid is being paid attention to. Every kid is an individual, right. and uh, so much gets lost by the wayside. And so many, you know, like a kid can be, can be pushed around and nobody notices it or doesn't have time to take care of it. I, I think it's like that in every big. community, but in yours, it right. seems to really be like that. Like it, it seems to be you know, somewhat extreme compared to uh, to others. Perhaps I, I didn't try going to another school as a kid. Right. <laughs> Are you friendly with some of the other Hasidic uh, uh, giants that we know? For instance, Lipa. Do you know Lipa? You know? Sure. Uh, he happens to be my first cousin. Like, Seriously? His mother and my mother are sisters. Wow. Yeah. Have you performed together ever? No. I mean, we've met and we've sang together in the studio years ago. Or, Interesting. Or, you know, we meet or speak. Or Years ago, we would meet more often on family weddings, but right. Hashem families got bigger. Right. But, uh, yeah. Are you uh, familiar with Shlemy Daskal, for instance? He's a Hasidic man who sings. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, our pets have uh, Star Davided. Yeah. Have you, <laughs> very good. <laughs> Star of Davided. <laughs> have you heard of uh, Michal Schnitzler, for instance? Sure. I know Michal. Uh, He's a great Hasidic singer. I know him singer. for many years ago, yeah. Is he still singing? Still out there? Yeah, yeah, sure. Baruch Hashem. He's a very, uh, Please send big, him my regards. I actually I made a show on the day we released the CD, August 2nd. Right. And he came, uh, emceed and Where sank. was that? It was in uh, Palisades Mall. We rented a place, oh, very a comedy nice. club. Near Muncie. Yeah. Very nice. Boy, oh, boy, you're all Michul over. is a very, very friendly human being. He is amazing. He is amazing. Uh, I'm trying to think who else I know out there that you might know. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. all, that's all I got right now. <laughs> you know Zali. That was a good yeah. revelation for me. <laughs> so. right. Uh, Milech Cohen's here. It's time to, um, well, time to start wrapping things up, but I did promise the audience, uh, that you would in fact sing live in our studio. And I'm going to give everyone a chance before I turn to you. Let me give them a minute or so to go to Facebook. They can watch this as it's happening. Go to Facebook right now. Uh, click on Nahum Siegel network. If you haven't liked the page, like it now. So you'll be able to access it and you'll see the video is up. We're there, uh, both myself and, uh, and Milech Cohen. And he's ready to sing. By the way, Jacob Cornblue. Do you know Jacob? Does the name ring a bell at all? No. Ja- Jacob is the city hall reporter. Uh, Hasidic man. Uh, I believe he's a Hasidic man. He's certainly an Orthodox Jew. 
uh, studio, and he just uh, mentioned to me uh, in a text that he's watching us as we speak. So you, your 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 appearance here is newsworthy. What do you think of that? Well, hello, uh, Jacob. There you go. There you go. I got a thank you letter from uh, Senator Simcha Felder. That's Very exciting. Nice. That is exciting. Yeah. What did you do? Did you perform at one of his? Uh, no, he liked the CD apparently. Really? Yeah. yeah that that's typical simcha to uh, express his hakarasato. Very nice. To spread simcha. Exactly. He does it very well. We're big admirers of his. All right. I have the track here. I have the track actually without words. I don't think Milo Cohn is cheating. He's not. I have the track without words of uh, Via Hafta. And um, it is time to hear Milo Cohen live in studio here at JM in the AM. Here I bet, we go. I better remember it. Oh, you'll remember it. All right. You can't forget it. Seems nobody can forget it these days. Hello. Nice. Jeder eine Abend im Beit, immer wart von Mashiach, er will schon kommen, nur er wart auf die dem wieder. Ah, 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 I will have a tool that I have to my Kulanu mit Palenim und Mahakim Lamashir, Rakyaki, Yakeshe, Kulanu, Haverin, Kulanu mit Palenim und Mahakim Lamashir, Parotelagia, Nakele Havelia. Ay, I will have to let a yahoo. I will have to let a yahoo. Come on, I will have to. I will have to let a yahoo. I will have to let a yahoo. Come Come on, yo, 
Tony, let's do a dance. Wer hat das an? We're rocking with Mila Cohn at JM in the AM. Everyone's waiting for wishing, praying for Mashiach. Let's love one another and break on his own I Yedda Ainer is the name of the CD. Myla Cohn. Brand new at JM in the AM. Well, one of our uh, one of our uh, wishes for the year 5777 has come true. You'd sing Vahafta live in studio, and I thank oh, you for well, that. Thank, thank you, you very much. <laughs> Big thank you to Yoni Pollock. Thank behind you, Yoni the camera. Pollock. What do you think of his camera work? Not bad, right? Not great. He's doing, he's yeah. doing all right. He's doing all right today. <laughs> yeah. We wish him and his family and everybody in Houston well. That's right. He's got uh, he's got family down there. Yeah, may Hashem uh, show us his chasodim. May show us his uh, miracles. Oh man, we used uh, Nigun music release. It's brand new. Milech Cohen Yedder Einer. You can check it out. A lot of great songs on it, including the Ahafta. First official album. Right. You were most before we clo- before we close out our our broadcast. You were most taken by a compliment from who? Was there a big rabbi or a or somebody who came over to you at a wedding and you said to yourself, I cannot believe that this person actually, you know, even knows the song Vahafta, even knows who Milo Cohen is. Has that happened to you at all in the last few months? I've had, um, <clears throat> um, not to sound like whatever cliche-ish, but uh, I've had a few, uh, whether it's emails or people that approach me, either somebody... Um, uh, Sammy L, I think was his name. I don't remember the L stood for. Yeah. But he showed me uh, a safer in his car, and he said, "You know why this is in my car? Because of your songs. Like because of you, I learn." And I've had a few messages like that, or an attorney from Tel Aviv who was not religious. Like something, I don't recall exact his message, but he wrote me a message like, "We have to have made an impact on him." So, I mean, these are the things that made a big difference. The fact that it made a difference to someone's life, um, you know, that's what it's all about. You know, I mean, I could have been in my apartment, him and his. 
I just made a song. Whatever, you made a positive impact on a human being's life. That's uh, pretty amazing. How does one uh, excuse the corporate nature of this question, but it's only appropriate because you've been our guest for the last hour. How does one hire Milo Cohen? Who do, how, how should they contact you to bring you to their wedding, to their concert, to their big celebration? There's, um, <clears throat> excuse me, either uh, email me on my website, milochcohen.com. Well, that's pretty easy. Or um, there's a, I have a number on the CD. Uh, oh. I have uh, whatever, 347 ah, Look at this. Here it is, 347-201-2120. 347-201-2120. If you want uh, Milech Cohen at your event, you can go to the website, Milech Cohen, M-E-I-L-E-C-H. We learned that over the last couple of days. Del E-C-H. I'm trying to spell it right. K-O-H-N.com. And you can uh, inquire about having Milech Cohen at your next event. Well, I take the yeah, – I'm sorry. And I just wanted to thank you, you and your listeners, and of course, Yoni Pollock, yeah. because uh, these are not my shining hours usually. <laughs> I mean, I. What are, normally, had a, what are you I, normally doing at a quarter to nine? <laughs> I Bech Hashem had a like a, a job yesterday till way early morning. And this uh, just now, like ended a few hours. Um, ago? I went to sleep. I had to set my alarm clock to be here. I remember my alarm clock told me you have four hours. And so, Hashem, so thank you guys. I said Krishma on time today. <laughs> For a change, huh? Hashem. Uh Where was the wedding? The wedding was in uh, which? Uh, which it was a, an event. It was, was a fundraiser event? for a friend. Well, the wedding, it wasn't. We're raising money for a wedding. Very but, nice. Uh, in Brooklyn, this was? Yeah. Very nice. You could have practically come directly here. How do you like that? Yeah, <laughs> I thought about it. The next time you have a mitzvah tans. Do you do that? Are you a batchen at all or not? No. You don't do that? So my, no. Because I always tell the mitzvahs people, when you finish, just come straight here to the studio. <laughs> I think, I, I I think about Lipa it. once did that. I think Lipa once did that. If that I'm that's like Lipa. Yeah. But uh, I, I just want you where I'll be able to park. I almost did <laughs> <say> that. <laughs> that's true. Today's a rough day for parking in this neighborhood. <laughs> right. They're filming Law and Order in front. Um, Lipa was so in tune with this whole idea of being up all night because, again, you know, he was doing these mitzvahs until 6 a.m., and then sometimes he had somewhere to go, whether it was us or something else. He actually knew of these 24-hour – There was somewhere in – I think it was Williamsburg. Maybe it was somewhere else. There was some 24-hour kosher restaurant or kosher cafe that you know, people would go to it, you know, for, those, for those in that unique group that were up at 4 a.m. and had to go somewhere. I don't remember where it was. You remember any of this? Or, uh, there was some place somewhere. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know the, I know of one place in Bar Park, and I know actually somebody took me – You know of a place in Bar Park that's open 24 hours? Wow. I'm mean, at like a bagel store, yeah. Pretty cool. bagel yeah. store on That's 13th Avenue wow. across from Amnon Pizza. How do you like I didn't know it's a I should get money from them. I just plugged them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but then I, also somebody took me... Um, like three in the morning, some restaurant in Manhattan. Yes, kosher. that's true. The uh, Tiberius, I think, is open. That's at that what time. it was. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, but Munzburg, I should inquire. I'm not sure. Yeah. They have some open relate. Relate. Um, and a big shout out to our friends at Grill on Lee. Definitely, who are, who are practically your neighbors. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they we're, <laughs> we're big Grill on Lee fans. So I'm using the opportunity to give them a little bit of a plug. And uh, my mother loves. It's easy for me. Keep it up. All I have to do is go walk, but get a coffee with Grill on Lee. Yeah, she loves happy. Grill on Lee's coffee. How do you like that? I'll tell you. That's one thing we never tried at Grill on Lee. We should put that on the list. Uh, how should I close out? Uh, give me a song we haven't done yet. Did we do Entra Entrap Boss? We didn't do that at all. Yeah, no. That's how we'll close out. Milo Cohen, I thank you. Thank you thank very much you for being here today. Thank you all. It was a pleasure and honor meeting you. An absolute pleasure. And uh, it's good to put a face to the, <laughs> to the name. I appreciate that. Same, same in your case. I've seen the <laughs> face, but now it's one big package. I understand the whole thing now. Uh, Nahum Siegel Network, the Facebook Live video will be available, of course, uh, forever. Um, and you can see and uh, hear my conversation 
with Milo Cohen if you like the Nahum Single Network page. We will close out with one of the close out this segment with one of the selections off of the brand new album entitled Yeder Einer, and the song is called Ein Ein Top Wasser. Milo Cohen at JM in the AM. Just because you fell before, it doesn't mean that he won. You gotta get up and go on and let the past be done. Sheva yipol yipol tzadik, become, come, become. Ein dovar hu almayit befnai hu rutsoin. Nishduk anzach bo di ketzishtin, maches hatin shoin. Nishduk heilik elikam imal, in di truk zankroin. Ein dovar hu almayit befnai hu rutsoin.
Just because you fell before, it doesn't mean that he won. You gotta get up and go on and let the past be done. Sheva yipol yipol tzadik, v'kom kom v'kom. Sheva yipol yipol tzadik, tzadik v'kom. Just because you fell before, it doesn't mean that he won. You gotta get up and go on and let the past be done. J.M. in the A.M. Milach Cohen here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, that was quite a visit, to say the least. Um, all right, we got some emails from Milach Cohen that came in. Uh, Yoni, you have his email address, right? So we'll forward these to him? We will forward these to him. Uh, we had listener... Um, uh, we had listener, where are we here? Give me a second. A listener, Milton, who said, please share with her Milach that we enjoyed the interview with Mishpacha in addition to his songs. We'll send that over to him and let him know. Listener, Ruvain says, all I have to say is wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Ruvain. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Much appreciated. Listener, Yehuda in Israel says, hi, tuned in. Thanks so much for getting Milach Cohen in the studio. I bought the album and I love it. It's one of the best, most flavored albums to have come out in a long time. They're all equally good, and it's hard to decide what's the best. Um, uh, what does it say here? Great job on Avi Yisomim. Avi Yisomim, that's the name of the song. is a completely new style in Jewish music. Great job on that one. I love it. And also the additions to the single and everything else. Thank you. So that's Yehuda, our good friend in Israel. Oh, I don't know if Yehuda's in Israel. I think he is. And uh, I thank him for writing in. We'll send those emails over to uh, Milo Cohen so he can uh, see some of the email reaction that we got here at JM in the AM. Well, thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. A uh, very successful, I must say, very, very successful um, a conversation with Milo Cohen. Do we have confirmation on Thursday's guest, Yoni? Do you know if, uh, if our music guest for Thursday is confirmed or it's just in the hopper still? Have we, we haven't heard? You think he's confirmed? I believe, I believe, and again, more details tomorrow. I believe Avi Peretz is going to visit us Thursday morning. I'm 99% sure that Avi Peretz is going to visit us Thursday morning. If not, obviously, we'll give you last-minute information tomorrow. Uh, But um, we are anticipating a new music alert on Thursday, and hopefully that will uh, turn out. I want to thank our friends at the Brooklyn Cyclones. Had a great time there Thursday at Jewish Heritage Night, and I thank them for letting me uh, throw out the first pitch. It was a lot of fun. Tickets available for their home games. Go to Brooklyn Cyclones. Dot com, BrooklynCyclones.com. want to remind everybody that Yad Eliezer, they have a banner at the very bottom of NahumSiegel.com. Go to NahumSiegel.com, scroll down, and you will see the banner for Yad Eliezer. Give generously as they try to support as many people as possible before Yom Tov. Yad Eliezer is the cause. They're in Israel. Again, go to NahumSiegel.com, scroll to the bottom. You'll see the banner for Yad Eliezer. You want to click on it and support them generously in their pre Russia Shunna campaign. 
So check that out. Um, what else can I tell you? Earlier, Alan Fagan of the OU and uh, United Orthodox Synagogue Rabbi Barry Gelman down in Houston joined us. If you missed it, you got to check out that conversation as Rabbi Gelman uh, described for us what's happening down there and what's going to be happening over the next few months. Uh, give generously. Go to OU.org. Give generously to the Disaster Relief Fund. Uh, our our friends in Houston are desperately in need of assistance, and as the time goes on, more and more is going to be needed. Um, so that whole effort is being coordinated both financially and in terms of um, volunteering. Uh, it's all being coordinated at the OU website. Go to OU.org, OU.org for information about supporting the Disaster Relief Fund for our friends down in Houston, Texas. And I know a lot of people have already asked if we're heading down to Houston. Obviously, it's premature to even discuss it right now. Uh, but uh, I would assume that at some point we'll make our way down to be machazik, to give strength to the community um, down in Houston. Achenu Yisrael and Achim our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSigl.com, on the NachumSigl Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. see now that we had a million <laughs> comments on our app a million comments on our app during the interview I am so sorry I didn't get to those comments we were doing the comments off Facebook live and the email uh, but thank you to everybody who's posting on the app I'm going to read through them right now and I greatly greatly appreciate it JM Rewind comes up next reliving some of the great moments of JMM over the last couple of weeks including the interview with Yaakov Katz editor-in-chief of the Jerusalem Post it's all on JM Rewind coming up Next, live lunch between 11 and 1 Eastern time. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.